0: Welcome back to a sort of Star Wars book club with Matt. Hi, Matt. Hello, Ryan. Welcome to Chapter Four of Red Rising by Pierce Brown. Ooh, <laughs> nice intro. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's start off with my brief. My brief. My briefs. My briefs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about my brief plot summary. All right. All right. So we got uh, Darrow, angry and sad about losing the laurel, dances out his feelings <laughs> with his wife, and she surprises him with a sunrise, as one would. Yes. Um, so last chapter, they talked about how they had gifts for each other. His gift, meaning the laurel, right, which they lost. And then, actually, it might have been two chapters ago. Um, and then she talked about how she had two gifts or surprises for him. Right. As well. Uh, so we find out what at least one of them was. Mm-hmm. Um, so he loses the laurel and you get Darrow right away. It's, it's like he finally is, sees what EO has been seeing, which she like at the very end of the last chapter, or last chapter, he's like, well, maybe she's right that the laurel is just a, a carrot. They dangle in front of us. But this one he talks about, how the laurel actually is just like, he'll never get the laurel. Like it's just, um, the line is, this is, is, this is just a demonstration of their power. It is their power. They decide the winner, a game of merit won by birth. It keeps the hierarchy in place. It keeps us striving, but never conspiring. Right. Um, And then later in the chapter, he also talks about like, how um, he earns for a living. He's not uh, like, he's not a slave. He earns, like, right. um. But she's like, no, you don't. Like, right. you, you don't gain anything for but, what you do.
1: But I think that that is, I think Brown here is laying the groundwork for an ongoing character flaw. I mean, flaw is probably too harsh a word, but an or a character trait of Darrow, in that he never. As he goes through this, it's always, he's, how do I want to say this without trying to give away too much? Like, I feel like he's never pushing for more. Right. Like, if, you know, in, in the future events that, that you and I know that are going to happen, if his place had been switched with EO, you know, like like, she would have been doing it all for just to do it right you know and that but like he's always doing it because
0: it's what eo would want him to do yeah he's doing it for eo's dream right it's not his he's like constantly remind himself what he has to do in the future right and i think
1: i think here we see this you know i don't know this 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 disconnect that he has where like one hand he says yeah i'll never be able to earn the laurel right but then you know but then he says an hour or two later he says right. i'm an earner and it's right like, so like he's very simple-minded very uh, small-minded not in the sense that he's like you know dumb or, right. or can't think but he's like he's not thinking of grandiose right you know things like this is his
0: life you mine until you're too old to, and then you die right which is like 40 years old maybe you're maybe you get that old and you hope you get to have a kid right you You hope that you get you meet your marks for the mining that you can provide for your family yep um if you get the laurel great you strive to get the laurel but if you don't at least you get your clothes and food
1: right yeah I, i yeah, maybe to put it a more succinct way is for him his only responsibility is his is his family. Right. You know, and for and for now <clears throat> that's EO. Right. I think it would be the same if it was if he had kids, you know, his only responsibility is to make sure that they are provided for. Right. And it doesn't matter what is happening in the world or universe. Right. Because that doesn't affect that. him. Doesn't affect him. Yeah. You know, his only
0: priority is those things. Yeah. Um, so the Gammas win the, they win the Laurel. And one thing that was interesting that they said was um, how, because the Gammas won it, everyone else, although it's the society's game and the society gave them the Laurel, even though everyone knows they don't, they didn't win it. Right. They got it. How, even though they should hate the society, They hate the gammas. They hate the gammas. Because they see the gammas getting things. Right. um, And he says it's hard not to hate someone when they're filling their bellies and you're starving. Um, And he said you would think that they would share, but they don't. Right. Um, So I don't know what it is from the gammas perspective if it's like... Um, well they should have tried harder like you know if the gammas think that or they or we're privileged we should get this or what the gammas think but from everybody else's perspective it's like oh they're they are uh they don't they're not generous you know they keep everything and they don't share and we're all out here starving and they're eating cinnamon right when i
1: I think that i mean the one gamma the other hell diver from gamma knew that they were getting it or at least he was pretty confident uh, in the in the grav lift so I, i think to some extent gamma knows that they're the chosen group right i also think that they know not to bite the hand that feeds so to speak right that okay our job is to be is to be the punching bag or to be the, the group of people that everybody else is mad at. And our reward for that is we get right. all of these good things. Right. And so it, it is, you know, a way for the society to keep people in place because ultimately the first fight that breaks out is not going to be between reds and, you know, golds is going to be between reds and reds because, you right. know, you know, and the society is okay with that,
0: right? Yeah. Um, and uh, shoot, what was I gonna say? Um, yeah. Also, we find out that the the gammas, or that there's a lot of trading involved, um, between like you find out about the one girl who traded herself, like herself, right, for certain goods. As like, well, if we just give it away, if we just share it with everybody, then we don't get anything in return. You right. know, so yeah um so darrow is upset to say the least he knows Mm -hmm. that he earned it but he didn't get it um so he's got fists of rage and um he talks about how eo knows just what to do she takes him takes him out onto the dance floor and they uh angry dance their feelings out (laughs) they dance the night away yeah um (laughs) so after they dance for a little while uh she takes him to see or she takes him to give him his first surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, they go to this place called the Webbery, which is where the women toil away. Um, <laughs> which I guess is like you know, there's like silkworms there. Um, I don't really know what it is. Like they describe it. They describe these things that are made by the carvers, uh, which we don't really know what they are right. yet. Um, but they're like animals or. Insects that are made, the large insects right. that are made they are called cr- spider worms. Spider worms, yeah. I yeah. said silkworms, spider worms. And they create this uh, yeah. stuff that they harvest and the women use, I'm guessing, to for it's some sort of resource. I don't know. They're
1: um, weird. I'm trying to I, I did try to picture it's like thigh thick spider worms of brown and black fur with long skeletal legs knit silk round us.
0: Yeah. Okay. So they do. They do make silk. That's what they right. make. Yeah. And the women harvest it. Right. Um, but it sounds like they're spiders, but they call them spider worms because they yeah. have legs like spiders. But I wonder if they have like a long, kind of like you know those caterpillars that are fuzzy. I wonder mm. if they kind of look like that. Yeah. Wooly. Yeah. What do they call them? I don't know. Um, so he kind of wonders what they're doing up there. And then she shows him an air duct, an unused air duct. They said part of the wall had fallen off and, uh, revealed this air duct and she was going to take him somewhere through the air duct. So, and he said, if we go in here, we'll get lashings if someone finds us out. Right. Um, and she's like, it's going to be worth it if we do get caught. And so they wander through the air ducts, and then they end up in this place. It's dark, um, and he's not really sure what's going on. He says he can hear animals or insects, um, and he can feel something soft under his under his feet. And mm-hmm. then we quickly find out that he's hearing insects and he's feeling grass. And he's they're like outside, right? Which he has never done been before, right? Um, because they're not. I mean, they stand underground all the time. They mm-hmm. um, talks. He describes this like. Um, bubble kind of over where they are because they're still they're on the surface of mars kind of but it's like a um what do you call that in a house that has like a place where they have all the plants um terrarium (laughs) (laughs) geranium geranium yes the (laughs) flower um i can't remember what it's called but it's like i don't think that's what the the rest of the mars I mean, they think it's just a small garden area. Right. It's grass. It's trees. They hear insects and animals. Um, he says, I guess I pictured it like a dome.
1: Right. But maybe, I mean, does he, do they describe it as a dome?
0: Um, Something is soft beneath my feet. I nervously let her pull me forward. Grass, Darrow, we're in a forest. The scent of flowers, the lights in the darkness, flickering animals with green abdomens flutter through the black. Um. Let's see here.
1: Isn't, I don't know that it... Oh, it is a transparent bubble that peers at the sky.
0: Okay. Yeah, because he talks about seeing the stars. Yeah. Um, One thing he says here about the grass caught my uh, attention. He said, I fall to my knees and suck in the scent of the grass. It is it is a strange smell, sweet and nostalgic. And he says, though I have no memories of grass. And it is funny how grass is that way. Just the smell of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, even now you like smell cut grass yeah. and you think of like, I like, I can like remember like playing soccer, like in like eighth grade It was the last time I played like soccer, yeah. like for real. And like, you would always like, they would cut the grass before your game, you right. know what I mean? So you're playing on this fresh cut grass field. Right. Um, And it's just like, it is amazing how nostalgic it is. Yeah. Like for every human that has existed on earth around grass i guess <laughs> they <know that> gr- <laughs> they feel that nostalgia of the smell of grass right um well i think and like for everybody the- it's a different memory but for but for somehow it also relates to darrow yeah well, i don't even think to like the
1: like smell of rain mm-hmm. you know I think yeah. there's some of those things but you know i think what what it made me think of you know like reading this is like okay Maybe they're, it made me, th- I remember reading this the first time and thinking, maybe they're not that far removed from being on Earth. Right. You know, yeah. but, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, culture, says he has, not him specifically. Right. 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 right yeah.
0: Right. Um, all right. So she takes him to this place. Um, <clears throat> they they, he sees plants and insects in the sky. Um, and they, uh, do something with each other. <laughs> this is a family podcast. <laughs> I can't say what they did. Which uh I'm thinking they wrestled. Yeah. <laughs> it's special mommy daddy time <laughs> with no kids yet. Um yeah, anyways, so after um their exercise, they <laughs> <laughs> after their push ups <laughs> after their aerobics <laughs> um they argue um about the space that they're in as so one does after right, you re- right that's after the first thing that i do <laughs> um, and uh e o brings up Darrow's dad um and they talk- kind of talk about like um being e o mentions them being slaves because Uh, and darrow disagrees um he says um okay let me back up Mm eo knows that darrow's upset still from the laurel and he's like no i'm fine about the laurel now that i've seen this place the laurel doesn't matter to me right um because like i know this place exists it's amazing it's changed my life um and the laurel seems to pale in comparison um but she's like no that should make you care about it even more because this right here this is a small, like terraformed area of Mars, and we worked for this. This is what we've been working for, and they don't let us come here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're keeping it from us. They're using it. They're not letting us use it. And like he said, they would be, like, um, whipped if they were found there. Right. And they're and but they're the ones that made it, basically. Right. Um, and uh, he disagrees with her. Um, so they get start arguing about. Um, his dad, because she mentions how his dad was weak. Um, he had the right idea, but he was weak. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have this, um, these two parts here highlighted, which I think are pretty much um, perfect depictions of their two differing sides that I'd like to read. So first we hear Eo's side. Um, she says, We have claim over this land, Darrow, our sweat and blood watered this soil yet it belongs to the golds to the society how long has it been this way A 100 150 years of pioneers mining and dying our blood and their orders we prepare this land for the co- for colors that have never shed sweat for us colors that sit in comfort in their thrones on distant earth colors that have never been to mars is that something to live for i'll say it again your father had the right of it Um, And she, what she's referring to as her father or his father was the one that like stood against the society, but it was ended up being hanged for it. Mm -hmm. Um, He had the right idea, but he didn't have the right execution. Right. Um, And so Darrow's kind of like response to that uh, a little bit later is, well, then tell me, what is the point of dying? I'm only a martyr's son. So tell me what that man accomplished by robbing me of a father. Tell me what good comes of that sadness. Tell me why it's better I learned to dance for my uncle than my father. Did his death put food on our table? Did it make any of our lives better? Dying for a cause doesn't do a thing. It just robbed us of his laughter. It stole away a father and a husband. So what if life isn't fair? If we have a family, that is all that should matter. And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. He's just thinking of what he has now. Mm -hmm. Why risk him and Eo's relationship, him and his mom and his, you know, there's so much relationship between him and his brother and his brother's kids and his sister-in-law, like, all this stuff. Like, to him, life is pretty good, you right. know? Right. Um, they didn't win the Laurel, but overall, they're doing pretty good. They're all alive, they're healthy, they have enough food for them. Right. Um, so, but well, Eo's like, you're missing the whole thing. Right. Like, we're slaves and you don't see it. Right. Right.
1: No I think it's an interesting idea to and you I mean I think it's kind of an age old question what is freedom? Mm -hmm. Because in some respects um they're both in some respects Eo is a slave and Darrow is not a slave. Um because to him, he has everything that <laughs> right. is worthwhile in this world, right. He has a beautiful wife, he has you know a loving mother, he has you know, a brother who has a you know family of his own, good job. No, he has a good job, he enjoys his job, he's good at his job right. Um, is it unfair? Yeah, but life's unfair for everybody right you know you can make that argument. No matter what,
0: right you now, like the tin po- I mean, the the greys think the same thing. You know, right. they're higher than the reds, but they don't want to. Life's like, still unfair like, for, for, for right. them. You know, right.
1: they're still gonna, they're going to see things that are unfair. So, you know, in some respects, he's actually not a slave. If you, right. re- if you think about it, what freedom he's happy, is? With,
0: right. He's happy with what he has.
1: Right. And Eo is the one that's a slave now. Again it comes back to that difference where EO is not looking at just her family mm-hmm. or her you know or the immediate people around her she's looking at people you know with a capital P right you know that this or society if you want to you know in in this book it's the society this is not fair right you know the golds know what they're doing you know, this, this this is what she thinks the golds know that they're enslaving us. Right. And that's not right. Yeah. And Darrow's like, yeah, well, I'm happy. Right. You know, I'm a hell diver. I'm an earner, you know, and right. all this kind of stuff. So it's an interesting thing. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this. Remember, I was thinking about this after I read this chapter. Like, what is freedom? What is, what is our, um, duty as people when we see injustices, you know, right. like is. Like put it in in actual, you know, um, things are going on today. Like, is it okay to have somebody in Thailand work for $5 an hour to make a product that I design and they're happy with that because everybody else is making 50 cents, right? But it's half the cost or it's, it's a third, the cost of what I would have to pay in the United States. Right. Right. You know, like. Like if if you don't know that you're that person doesn't know that it's unfair. Is it still unfair? Right. Right. So it's kind of an interesting. Like, what's our duty as people and uh, you know to, to right. fight those injustices? And when do I need to go outside of family? Because I think we would all say that family is very important. It's right. one of the most important things here on Earth. Right. But we also have, you know people would make I mean EO is making the argument Darrow it's not just your family you're responsible for you're responsible for injustices that are happening to our people
0: right so and I don't they don't talk about EO's parents I don't think not much at all maybe I I, forget.
1: yeah it's like she just kind of like grew out <laughs> of <on> the ground <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like it's easier for her to say maybe than him um, because he grew up without a dad right and he remembers what that felt like um, and she doesn't Uh, As far as we know. And so it's easier for her to say, yeah, it's worth the risk. You know what I mean? But he's like, well, I grew up without the parent. I miss him every day. Like he talks about because of his, because he was decided to be a martyr for a cause that went nowhere. Mm -hmm. I grew up without his laughter. He didn't teach me to dance. We grew up without a father, a role model. Right. Um, But to her, if she had her parents her whole life, then it's a lot easier for her to say. So yeah, he's thinking, yeah, he's very family oriented. Like I don't want this to happen to my kids. Right. Right. So, yep. Um, so they don't really figure out the argument. They don't really solve the dilemma. They just kind of go to silence and watch the sunrise. And he talks about colors that he's never seen before. He's never seen a sun or a sunrise. Um, well, and I, to that point, I thought it was interesting
1: um sorry let me scroll back to it oh um when they first get in it says i cannot see mars's face but i can see its
0: view yeah
1: and i thought that that was an interesting line and you know as we go further in the story we'll realize why that's not just a throwaway
0: line right yeah it's a little little hint yeah sort of um so then after the sunrise they they're still in silence and they're walking they're going back to the webbery where they came from to go back underground mm-hmm. which would be like the hardest thing to do to go back. <laughs> yeah. Um and this so the the Laurel happened at 12 so this must be 1 or 2 a.m. I don't know. Um they're coming back through and it says a little bit of what um what Darrow's thoughts are here he says I wonder what EO wants of me. Does she want me to take my sling blade and start a rebellion? I would die. My family would die. She would die. And nothing would make me risk her. She knows that. Um, which we find out that she does know that Like nothing could make him do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe one thing would. <laughs> Anyways, so that's all I'll tease about that. But yeah. that's kind of where we end. Um, they come back through the... Um, air duct pop out and uh, the last thing we hear is a uh, I hear a voice it is accented oily from earth and we already talked about who was greasy (laughs) (laughs) Um, so uh, when he says oily yeah Um, and the voice says reds in our gardens ain't that a thing Um, so basically they got caught Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess we'll find out if it was worth it And uh, that's it for chapter four. Yeah. What's going to happen? I don't know. Ten lashings with a wet noodle. Let's hope that's all it is. (laughs) With a pool noodle. Yes. (laughs) I don't know if I could handle that. Uh, But that is it for chapter four. Thanks, Matt, for coming. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you for chapter five in just a little bit. All right. Be safe. Be courteous. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Later, alligator.